I think that, you know, why is this happening to me is a good option for you to look at how am I creating this? You know what I mean? And how am I participating in this? You know, um, I think it was Buddha who said, you know, if you give me a gift and I don't accept it, whose is it? That's a good moment, you know, mm-hmm. when you're dealing with other people. Sometimes people will give you their shit and it will cause you pain. You can say no. And sometimes change is simply you saying no to other people's shit. It's not even your shit, you know. And sometimes it's you saying, well, look, I'm creating myself in this environment and I need to change. But either way, you need to change. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Why is this happening, Evan? <laughs> That's the name of our podcast title today. Why is this happening? Um, you know, we kind of called it that because of the idea that, you know, sometimes life gets hard, it gets challenging, you know, you find yourself in the shit and you're like, why is this happening? What what the hell is going on? Yeah. And really, that's what we're going to talk about. And really, to give it away, it's about perspective. You know, when when you ask why is this happening or whatever, you have an opportunity there to kind of make up a story about it. So, you know, the story you make up is going to impact your your experience of it. It's going to impact how you feel. It's going to impact your response. So, you know, that's kind of the thing we want to get into. But, you know, let's talk about this. You know, you're going through a challenging time or maybe you're even going through a good time, but usually it's going to be challenging. And you ask yourself, why is this happening? What is the narrative you fill in at that point? Mm-hmm. And I mean, why is this happening? I mean, to cut to a lot of the core of this, like when we're asking ourselves that question, when we're <laughs> lamenting our current position <laughs> in life, uh, it's usually because there is there is an element of, of pain that's going on. You know, it's we don't usually say why is this happening when something good is is going on, right? When something something good is happening, we're not like like why is this happening? Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe I guess it's it could be a response. Not often, not nothing that I would say is particularly familiar, but it's usually something we say when things are not going well, when yeah. things are not going right. Um, yeah, yeah, and we've we're experiencing pain on some level or another. Yeah, and pain can come in a lot of different ways. It can come in actual physical pain. It can come in emotional pain. But it can also come in the pain of disappointment or the pain of, like, expectation not being met. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, uh, you know, that's a big part of what we struggle with as people, you know, is, like, we kind of want to have a plan. We want to have control. We want things to work out. And then they don't. And, you know, and that's an opportunity for you to look at something, I think, outside of the box. But, you know, the way that you were seeing it has been disrupted. So, I mean, you know, I like to go under the tenet that all pain is a gift in some way or another, that all adversity is an opportunity to learn, to grow, to improve. 
I like to, to, to work with that narrative mm-hmm. because I found in my life that it's the, it's the best way to serve yourself. It can also get you through a very difficult place and you can survive it. If you become kind of the victim of your pain, I mean, I don't know when that is ever going to really work out for you in the long run. I yeah. think it might get you some temporary benefits, but I think usually if you become a victim of your pain or a victim of your situation, your life doesn't improve. It only gets worse if you if you take that position. And I also believe this, and you know, this is just where I'm at, and this is just how I see the world, and you don't have to agree with me or not, but I... I don't believe that anything actually means anything. I, I don't think that there's actually any real like point necessarily to anything other than what we make it. Mm. I think we make it all up. I think that, you know, the way we experience the world is entirely up to us and that's the one freedom we're granted. We get to experience it how we choose to experience it. We don't necessarily get to choose what happens. We don't get to choose what people do. We don't get to choose the situations or, or things that happen. We don't always get to uh, have any control over that. Sometimes maybe some influence. But I think that we get to tell the narrative. We get to tell the story. And you can do that with religion. You can do that with spirituality. You can do that with just, you know, putting the pieces together. And I'm not saying that those things don't exist and aren't real either. I'm just saying that you get to choose. So even if you are religious, you can at least accept the idea that you could potentially accept another religion as an option. Not that you will, but you could. And that is your freedom. And so I think any story that you accept and any story you tell, if it doesn't serve you, then you need to ask, is this the story? Is this the narrative I want to be running in my life? You know? And I think a lot of people, for example, you know, they really embrace and choose religion or, or something like that because it does serve them mm-hmm. and it makes their life better. And that's why they choose it, you know, and in some ways it doesn't even matter if that's the right religion or whatever. But if it makes yeah. your life better, it makes you a better person. It brings more out of you then by all means, go ahead, because I think we really have a, we have a clean slate here. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. yeah that what you're saying reminds me of uh, Viktor Frankl uh, when he would say the the to paraphrase him here, was like, the problem with life is not that it's meaningless, it's that it's unconditionally meaningful. And our struggle is to try and express that in, <laughs> yeah. in a rational way, because it kind of defies that. Like the world is just, is actually so full of meaning. It's not that it's empty of it. It's just that we can find, find it everywhere. Yes. So, and, and I agree. I mean, I think that there's so much meaning to grasp all the time. Mm-hmm. But it, it's a not a matter of it not being there. It's a matter of what are you going to focus on? And I think that there is, a, you know, there is an experience of heaven and an experience of hell in every moment. And you get yep. to experience either heaven or hell. Mm-hmm. You get to experience it, but it's always there. Both are always there. You know, everything is always there. And, you know, I think also that, and I'm just going to throw this out there, I think that our human minds in this world are not evolved enough to understand the profoundness of what this world and universe actually is. Like we don't, we can't even comprehend infinite. Like we can't comprehend that two things can exist at the same time and be equally true. Like it's difficult for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a difficult idea of, of even conceiving that there can be more than one way. You know what I mean? There, there, we kind of get into our, our, 
linear structured kind of like this is how life is and this is what I know and this is it but it isn't it mm-hmm. just happens to be that that's the way of the infinite ways that you get to travel yeah that you are on yeah and I think this is to to bring this kind of back around into where we're talking it's like so like like why is this happening to me you know like this <laughs> this pain element uh, to throw another uh, quote out there from one of my favorites is Dan Millman. And one of the quotes I remember from him is, pain is a teacher, suffering is optional. Mm. And it's I, I found that to be extraordinarily true. I mean, in my own life, uh, as I've learned to, I, I used to spend a lot of time trying to avoid pain and distract myself from pain and just not confront it, not deal with it. And then it just results in um, depression. It results in um, being very uh, agitated, just like being like suddenly just just seeing red very quickly all of a sudden out of nowhere, sure. right? It, there's all sorts of differences just because it's that, that whole repression thing. You know, you, you repress your pain, you don't acknowledge it, and it's going to come out in all of these ways that you don't necessarily want. And to reestablish a different relationship with pain and to see pain as a teacher, I think, is one of the most valuable things that we can begin to apprehend for ourselves because it's it really is. And for me, where my pain is the greatest teacher is that and this was kind of what you were saying just a moment ago, is that oftentimes my pain leads me to where I have been conditioned to think a certain way, to believe something in a certain way. Where, how am I thinking about something, mm. right? That's typically where it all derives from, is that I'm experiencing pain in a situation because it's gone a certain way that I didn't want it to or I didn't expect it to. And then with the acknowledgement of that, I can actually go into it and say, okay, hang on a second. What, what, what is bad about this? What is making me think that this is bad? And so for me, this is kind of like, this is sort of a process that I can go through with on pain, which is, okay, I'm feeling this. Why am I seeing it this way? How, why am I feeling? And you start to investigate the pain and Typically, it uncovers that there's these layers and layers of, in, of conditioning that I have about how things are supposed to be, how things are supposed to go, how other people are supposed to be, how other people are supposed to act, this and that and this and that. And by the time you start to unravel this whole picture, it just seems like such absolute nonsense to be in pain about this anymore. But the thing is, is that sometimes these things are so deeply buried and we're so unaware of how we're processing because that's just that we're just we're just reacting to it we're so trained to it that we don't even see we we don't even see the the forest for the trees anymore (laughs) so to speak yeah yeah well you know i mean pain is the teacher it is the teacher i mean if you don't have pain you're not going to change at all there's no reason to change why would you change? You know, pain is pain is the initiator of change. It is the uh, it is what. It's definitely one of them. Well, 
I mean, it, you know, it all comes down to pain. You trace, trace it all back, you know. But pain, pain in our opinion of pain and our, our definition of it and, and, and ideas and feelings around it are something that can be up for discussion, mm-hmm. you know, because there's a lot of stuff that's painful, but we don't necessarily experience it as painful. Um, also, there's, um, you know, there's kind of, you can have pain, but you can be so focused on the benefits of what you're getting that you don't even feel the pain. You know, but if you trace it all back at some point, there's some type of pain usually involved. And, you know, and uh, I think the thing is, is like when you're when you're connected and when you're like, you know, doing your life and you're on your purpose and you've got your vision and you're clear, pain becomes kind of this um, part of the process. This just like assistant, this, just this, this accompanying companion to your, to your journey. But when you're disconnected, when you're out of flow and you're, you know, you're lacking purpose and you're lacking motivation, or when the plan changes or when things are not going as expected or whatever, and and your control is not working, that's when pain becomes what seems like an enemy. But I think that Pain is always an ally. It's always an opportunity for you to adjust and to fix something that you're doing or something that you're being a part of that isn't actually good or, or right or whatever. Yeah. Healthy. It's it's something that doesn't, like, it pushes us towards the light, Yeah. so to speak, because it shows us an extreme of something that we don't want. And, and so, which is why it's so important that we actually have have a healthy relationship with pain because I think very much in our world and our society we're used to and and we're even taught and conditioned to numb it yes you're not supposed to feel pain you're not supposed to feel bad so drink here's some pharmaceuticals here's some you know watch tv overeat you know like all of these different things like uh, are sort of these manifestations of avoidance of pain and, and again, I, I don't think it's, it's something, it's not something to seek out pain, but it is to acknowledge it and to, to listen to it when it arises, mm-hmm. you know, um, because it does, it has a lot to tell us. And it's something that, as I said, pushes us towards the light, so to speak, in that pain can really help us to when we examine where it's coming from and what's sort of facilitating it, it can help us to clear out shit that doesn't serve us anymore. Yes. To, to get rid of, of, you know, sometimes it's people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to, like something as, as direct and obvious as that. But it can also be something like, okay, you know, this is, a, again, a thought pattern, a belief pattern. This is a, a value perhaps that I have that is actually not helping me whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And it can really help us to get very, very clear on what is actually important to us and what is just not serving us anymore. Well, you know, one of the, one of the big lessons that I have been repeating and going through this year has been that and I, and I remind myself when anything happens, especially when it's why is this happening moment, and I remind myself, nothing comes from nowhere. Everything comes from somewhere. There is a lineage to everything. And usually, 
you can trace it back to a thought. You can trace it back to a series of thoughts that allowed a certain thing and, a, and that allowed behaviors. And sometimes it's a, a multitude of behaviors that led you to that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get into a position of pain or a position of discomfort or a position of I don't like what's occurring or whatever, that didn't just happen, you know? And, uh, you know, like you did something, you participated in something or that person or that environment was participating in something before it got there. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, um, uh, being a good detective, for example, is being able to, to put together the lineage of how something happened, right? Like there's, here's the thing. Everybody has a story. Everybody has a narrative that they're living. If you're in a position, somehow your narrative got you to that position. It's just as simple as that. Somehow you told a story which got you to that place, which put you in that position. Why is this happening? You know, you can look as a detective and go, well, I thought this and did this and did that and whatever and so forth. And now I ended up here because that's what that's why, you know, and the other way you can look at it is why is this happening? You can look at it and try to deduct some type of wisdom or some type of thing out of it and say, like, why is this happening? Well, it's happening so it'll disrupt this thing that I'm doing, which isn't good for me. Or it's Mm going to disrupt this so that I'll try something new that is good for me, you know? Um, But the thing is, is that we only pay attention when there's pain. That's that's just kind of the thing that I, you know. It is. I, I like, like I said, it's, it's like I think it's definitely w- one of our strongest motivators. It's probably it is the probably strongest motivator in our culture and our, our time today. I don't think it's it's the only one. I think that, um, like as as hippy dippy as this might sound, love is actually one of the most extraordinary teachers that we have as well. I think that teaches us, can teach us very profound things. Um, but it's it's a little bit trickier for us to be in that state a lot of the times, you know, like very in our culture, in our world, we're, we're more oriented towards, um, you know, a bit of a survival mentality and things like that, in, in which case pain is kind of the one that, that rears its head more and more often. But, I mean, it's really pushing us towards you know, a, a more, usually a more compassionate, more loving mindset and behavior. Well, I, I think so. But, you know, here, let me just kind of play devil's advocate. Like, what is pain? What is love without pain? Like, 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 how do you, how are you going to love somebody or love yourself or love anything if you're not willing to, or, or you don't experience any pain? I mean, empathy is pain because you understand what someone else is going through. It's, 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 you know, like... I think what can happen is, is pain is, you know, in the initial stages, it's just like, oh, that hurts. You know, I'm going to do something else or whatever. Right. It's like very simple. But I think as you become a more complex, more developed, more, um, say, maybe evolved human being, it starts to get past like, owie, that hurts. It starts to get into like, oh, I know the pain that you feel. I mm-hmm. get that. I can reconnect to that. And or I can foresee the pain I might feel if I go there. Or I saw you experience the pain, so I'm going to not go down that road and experience that pain because I saw the mistake or the error that you made. You know what I mean? And so I think that at the end of the day, um, pain is kind of one of those things. It is connected. It's a part of the thing. But how we experience it and how immediate it is um, 
it's just I just feel like it's always a part of the picture. And the fact that we live in a society right now that's always constantly telling us to numb out pain and to not feel it. I mean, you know, how's your body supposed to communicate to you, right? It communicates to you through pain. It, it, you know, yeah. it is, that feels good or that doesn't feel good. And if you didn't feel pain, I mean, you get yourself in a lot of trouble, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so, like, I think what ends up happening is we can get to a point where we don't necessarily experience a lot of pain, but the awareness of pain is part of the thing that actually keeps us motivated from staying away from it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's not like you have to, I guess, let me rephrase. It's not that you have to be in pain to learn, but you need to be aware of pain. Yeah. Like you need to, you, you, without it, I mean, if you don't think things are going to hurt, you're going to get yourself into bad positions. Yeah. And if you're trying to just simply uh, avoid pain, you know, well, there you go. so yeah. that's, that's no way to go about life either. Right. Yeah. And I think this is kind of the thing that we're, you know, we're, we're kind of getting into is like, you know, where, where do we, where do we use the foresight to avoid it? Where do we use the foresight to say, okay, well, this isn't necessary or good. And, and how do we deal with pain when it comes up kind of unexpectedly or, you know, or we just anticipate and know it's part of the game, you know, it's part of the picture, you know, like, um, if you go play a sport or you go work out, you know, you're going to be sore afterwards. That's going to be a pain. That's going to be a part of it. But, you know, you can go, okay, well, I accept that, you know, because I recognize that the pain that I'm in is part of what makes the muscles grow. Mm. You know, if you work out enough, there's initially you, you're in so much pain when you first start working out because your muscles, you know, haven't, haven't been pushed that way. But you get to a certain point where you can't even get yourself to that pain anymore and you crave it. You actually want because you want that pain because you know if you could just get to that pain again that you would be building your muscle more. And if your goal is to build your muscle, you actually want the pain. So I still think that in some relation, you know, maybe don't call it pain. Maybe just call it like that connected feeling of like bodiness. Yeah. You know, or that, that mental connection to like something that actually makes an impact on us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I can somewhat understand that. Like, uh, you know, like earlier this, this year I'd, I'd done like a, this 10 day silent meditation Vipassana. And one of the things that you become aware of, cause you're m- meditating for like 10 hours a day, you know, and you're sitting for like, you know, an hour at a time, you know, like the, and sometimes you have, it's like you, you sit for an hour and then you have like a five, 10 minute break to get up and stretch your legs and then you sit down for another hour, you know? So you're holding a physical position for a while and your body starts to send you signals of pain, you know, like you got pain in your back or in your knee or in your, wherever it could emerge. And what, I really began to see from that process was that there was the pain that would that would occur but really what was worse was the it was all about the reaction to it it was the response to the pain that really caused the most discomfort because when I could look at the pain that I was experiencing and just observe it and just kind of experience it on a purely physical level of what the sensation of it was. And then just bring my attention 
back to another place in my body, you know, or just in back onto my breath, the pain would disappear. And sometimes it actually would disappear. It's not just that my, my focus was not on it anymore, but the pain, if I came back to that spot, would be gone the next time I came around to it. So there was, there was kind of a, that was a fascinating insight, and it's a very, very much a deliberate, deliberate part of Vipassana meditation, is to show you that these things come and they go, and that the physical pain is actually not so bad, because it, for myself, I experienced that. It really wasn't that bad. But when my mind started to go, oh man, this hurts, this hurts. And I've been sitting here. How long have we been sitting here? How much longer do I have to sit here for? Like the mind starts spiraling and suddenly that pain, like it was, it was tangibly worse. Mm -hmm. Like the physical pain of that spot just swelled. And my mind was just racing with stuff. And then you're just like, oh, and then you just come back into, you know, refocus yourself and then it would dissipate again. So really so much of, you know, why is this happening to me? Like that question, you know, when we're in that lamenting place, that's us, you know, in some ways avoiding or resisting the place that we're in. Right. Right. Saying, I feel this way. I don't want to feel this way. Right. As opposed to just saying, I feel this way. Yeah. Which is, the, you know, <laughs> and it, listening to it, right? Yeah, the, pres- the presence of it. I mean, what you're talking about is a great example of where we make suffering pain. Mm-hmm. You know, like pain doesn't have to really have much to do with suffering at all. But, you know, we, we allow it to, you know. When you ask this question, like, why is this happening? Well, that question, if you're suffering can be like, why is this happening? God, like, yeah. you know, or if you're not suffering, if you're in a state of joy and connectedness and vision and purpose, you might be like, why is this happening? And it might come from a place of curiosity. And you might be like, man, this didn't work out and this kind of hurts or whatever. But it's like, why is this happening? Oh, you know what? Maybe this is an opportunity for me to change direction. Like mm-hmm. you would look at it differently. You know, it's all about how you frame it. It's all about how you put it together. And I think that, you know, there's not a moment in our life where we don't experience pain. It's just a matter of how much we suffer about that pain and how much we give weight to it. You know, if you stopped and you just connected with your body right now and you just took a moment, you would probably find that there's some form of pain or some type of discomfort. You know, every time that you move your body in your chair is because you experience some form of discomfort, some form of pain mm-hmm. that you are working and moving and changing to adapt to, you know? And so, um, when you stop entirely and you're, and you're, and you're in a, in a state of like where you were in a Vipassana and you're sitting there and you're just in one spot and you're not really supposed to move and change your leg formation and whatever, you have to kind of deal with the fact that, oh, yeah, you can't this stuff's run. here. You know what I mean? But if we, if you think about it, most people are not being held to that, right, that standard. So they're just going to move in their chair and they're just going to change it. But the thing is, is a lot of time when we're in pain, we don't even think about the change we're making. We just make it, we move on and we go through life. Yeah. When we're in a moment of why is this happening? I mean, what is it but suffering and resistance? Mm-hmm. You know, if we were just open and curious and available 
and present, we might just go, oh, I'm just going to adapt. I'm going to change. Yeah. Oh, this wasn't working. Okay, I'll go do this instead. You know, just like you would if you're sitting in the chair or standing and it was uncomfortable. You know, but for some reason, we put a lot of weight and we make a big deal out of something and then we get suffering and all this other nonsense. And then we have these like poor coping mechanisms like, oh, I want to not change. Instead, I'm just going to mask the pain and keep doing what I'm doing. It's like, well, you could, that's an option, but like that will probably just cause you to be in more pain later mm-hmm. because it's not dealt with. Yeah. You know, I was thinking this, um, you could add another word to this question that started this whole thing off is why is this happening again? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sometimes that's a part of it, right? Totally. It's just like, you know, is there, is, is there a pattern that's going on here? And say like, why is this happening again? Very often that's, that situation where it's like you find that similar things seem to keep on occurring. And very often that's like, to me, that's, that's like, well, life is trying to show me something right now. <laughs> life is trying to teach me a kind of a lesson right now. And it makes me think of that. Uh, I don't remember who wrote it, but it was called like an autobiography in like five short chapters. And I was like, chapter one, I walk down a street. I fall into a hole. <laughs> it takes me forever to find, get my way out. I eventually do. Chapter two, I walk down the same street. I fall in the hole again. <laughs> it takes me a long time to get out. Chapter three, I walk down the same street. I pretend I don't see the hole. <laughs> I fall in. <laughs> I get out fairly quickly. Chapter four, I walk around the hole. <laughs> Chapter five, I walk down a new street. <laughs> So very often it's like, you know, it takes a number of times, you know, we have to like, we put ourselves into a painful situation repeatedly, Yeah. you know, and it has, and what seems like separate events are actually, they have a kind of a link. They have a sort of a theme <laughs> to it. Nothing comes from nowhere. Everything comes from somewhere. Exactly. Right. And, and sometimes that's, that's really what we're looking for with, with pain is just like, what is the theme of this pain? Yeah. You know, because very, so often we can see that it's like, oh, this is actually, I'm doing this in all kinds of areas in, in my life. And it keeps on creating these same blips over and over and over again. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, it's an amazing awareness to have. You know, I also want to bring up because you're talking about what, why is this happening again? You know, it's like, what do you notice? I mean, do you think you notice everything? Do you think you notice every pain and every discomfort and everything that goes wrong in your life? You don't. I guarantee you, you don't. There's a lot of stuff that you just move past and you don't even worry about. You know, you make little errors and little fumbles and little, little things all day. And, you know, you don't think twice about them. You just carry on, you adapt and you do it. But there are certain things you notice. And, and, and I think that kind of a couple things happen. One is sometimes you solve a problem the first time. So there is no point in even worrying about it. Like it doesn't go as planned. You come up with a solution, you get past it. You don't think twice about it. You don't notice it. Doesn't mean it didn't happen. But the things that persist, the things that keep coming up, the things that are noticeably painful or make us actually have to stop and really readjust, those are the things you're going to notice. But I think that the thing is, is that just because you're noticing it doesn't mean it has to be a big deal. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be this big thing. And also, 
patterning is a great skill that we have where we can go, oh, look, I keep getting into relationships and this relationship keeps playing out this way or this thing keeps happening. You might start to look at, instead of blaming your partner, start looking at yourself and start thinking like, how do I keep creating an environment that's like this over and over again? Um, But like, you know, if you keep playing the victim and you keep blaming the other person or you keep blaming the event or circumstances or people, you know, I, I talked about this before, you either play the champion or the victim. If you play the victim, you constantly excuse yourself and look for other reasons why it's the world's problem, other people's problem. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, why is this happening to me is a good option for you to look at how am I creating this? You know what I mean? And how am I participating in this? You know, um, I think it was Buddha who said, you know, if you give me a gift and I don't accept it, whose is it? That's a good moment, you know, mm-hmm. when you're dealing with other people. Sometimes people will give you their shit and it will cause you pain. You can say no. And sometimes change is simply you saying no to other people's shit. It's not even your shit, you know. And sometimes it's you saying, well, look, I'm creating myself in this environment and I need to change. But either way, you need to change. (laughs) So you can still say it's the other person's issue, but you still need to change. And if you don't find the point where you need to change, why is this happening? Will be why is this happening again forever? Yeah, <laughs> that's my that's my thought on it because you know you you gotta eventually take responsibility. You gotta eventually see your part. You know, if you're like, there's a saying is like wherever I go, there I am. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always one common denominator in everything you experience, and it's you. So if you yeah. don't look to you as one of the things, <laughs> then that's your problem. Like, it's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you're the one getting yourself into this mess. And if you don't see how you're getting yourself into this mess, like, go back to the earlier conversation. There's a lineage to everything. There's a way and a process in which you get yourself there. And you do it. And you might do it every time. But you got to stop. You know, you can stop yourself before you ever get there. You know, like, you think about that story you shared, the five chapters. Yeah. Walking into a hole. I mean, we know what's going to happen. And we're like, stop walking down the goddamn street. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? And we know that, but you have to see that you keep walking down the street. You have to see that you keep doing this. You know, the same pothole is there or the same hole that you fall into is there. I mean, there's got to be a certain point where you go, okay, like I'm tired of falling in this hole and I'm falling in this hole. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, like if you don't, I mean, if you don't have some kind of discomfort, I mean, how are you going to notice? That's my main point. You know? yeah. 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 No, it's uh, like, again, like this, the pain is an incredible teacher if you're willing to listen to it. Yeah. But that's really the crux of this whole thing is right. like the willingness to listen to it. Right. You know, like it's, um, you know, it's like there's, there's people, you know, everyone probably knows someone if you're not. I think uh, particularly in the Western world, we're, we're particularly bad at this, but, and, and we all sort of suffer from this to some, some degree, but you probably have some person that you know in your life who's just like, who's just like, just, no, just grind through the pain. Like they're in pain all the time. And it's like, go and, go and get a massage. You know, go and see somebody to help you, you know, go and do this. You're like, oh, no, 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 no. You know, like just just bear it. You know, you just just you just keep bearing it and just keep living in pain. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, it's totally 
insane because it's not necessary. It's not the pain is is continuing because you're not listening to it. You're not giving it the attention, right? You're not like giving it a certain degree of importance because we just think that we're not supposed to have it. Right. Right. And or it's, yeah, this sometimes, you know, I think you bring up a good point is this we think that there's some kind of pride or some type of thing in like needing to just grit through pain sometimes. Yeah. And I think there is a time for that. Don't get me wrong, but there's a time also to uh, wake up to pain and pay attention and like, you know, and, and, and start to, you know, but that's the thing. I want to just say this. There's no black and white answer. There's no right or wrong. Mm-hmm. And there's no yeah. one way to do this. It's very subjective and it's very, um, it's very different from one moment to the next. So I don't think you can walk away from this podcast and say, I know what I'll do from now on forever. This is how I will respond to pain or discomfort. And it's like, it's not quite like that. You know, I think you have to decide what pain for you is good pain and what pain for you is communicating pain, you know, a pain that's telling you to change and you need to decide, you know, um, and sometimes what was once acceptable may no longer be acceptable. And just because you accepted it in the past doesn't mean you have to accept it anymore in the future. Uh, Example, being in a relationship, you're in a relationship, maybe it's, you know, there's certain kind of pain of that relationship and it's, you know, whatever, and you've been doing it. And maybe at a certain point you go, "Mm, I don't like this. And either you guys are going to have to change together or you're going to have to move on. But you might decide that you are not okay with that anymore. And I think that, you know, and I'm sure you can speak to this, partners and and friendships, you know, we evolve over time together and we adapt. We get older, our maturity level changes, things change. And so we either change together or we change apart. Mm -hmm. But change is always going to happen. And I think that's the important thing. And I think whenever you're asking why is this happening, I think what it is is it's, it's a moment for you to recognize where the change needs to occur. And you can look at it, what am I willing to tolerate what am I not willing to tolerate? And that's for you to decide. There is no right or wrong. You yeah. know? Some pain, some people like. Some pain, other people don't like it. But same pain, same feeling, same situation. Um, it's, but it's up for you, you know? Yeah. And you get to experience this life how you want to experience it. But you don't have to stay in that situation. If you want to, go ahead, but you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, we got to wrap this baby up. Let's talk about yeah. this beer. Um, this is four wins, and it's what a, a German. It's Pilsner? a German pilsner. Where did we put that? I don't know. I thought I thought I brought it out, but I guess not. Oh. It's um. But yeah, it's from Four Winds. It's a it's, it's German pilsner. It had kind of a funny name with an H. <laughs> had a name Some with an H. Some German word. Yeah, I think so. Well, anyway, that's the beer we're having. It's tasty, it's light, and it's refreshing. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, it's good. It kind of has like a really, um, kind of like a bit of a sweet, sweet kind of aftertaste to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty easy drinker. Not an ad. We just have beer. Spurs on the conversation. Yeah. There you go. So, any final thoughts, my man? Yeah, I mean, I, this, this, con- Conversation has a lot of similarities to our last conversation. Sort of feels like a bit of a continuation in in many ways. But for me, it's like, as you were saying, you know, there's there's no one size fits all to this thing of pain and why is this happening to me? I mean, the question is 
is a great thing to have. And instead of maybe shifting the tone of that question of why is this happening to me to why is this happening? Mm. <laughs> right? Like, again, getting curious about it because, again, like that curiosity brings our full attention to something. You know, it, it opens us up it, it, to new possibilities, to things we hadn't potentially considered. And that allows us to hear what the pain has to tell us. Mm. And so really that's, I think to me, that's like the only stable kind of thing that comes with this thing of pain. Like, what do we do? And that's attention. Attention, attention, attention. Listen, listen, listen. Because that is going to be the thing that that brings you through whatever the lesson is that's going to bring you to it because again there's not going to there's not some you know three step solution to understanding your pain in three simple steps <laughs> you know it's yeah. like it's that's not how this shit works and i know lots of people are out there trying to sell people on that shit that that kind of stuff works yeah and it's like maybe it does once twice but not always, you know, it's, it's not how life is. Like I said, it's, it's always changing and we are complex beings. So if we can really listen and pay attention to what is going on in ourselves and to what the pain is that we are experiencing, then we'll hear it for everything that it is and for all of its little complexities and where it's coming from and, and what it's trying to say. And so in that way, you don't need a, all, you don't need a step-by-step solution. All you need to do is to have the willingness to pay attention. I love it. You know, I want to say the two things based on what you said, just to finish this puppy off, to say that one is, you, you mentioned earlier that it kind of comes down to really love being a motivation, and I actually agree with that. I just think that that is kind of a more if I could use the word transcendent way of looking at it, because I think when you're in a state of love, you're in a state of passion, you're in a state of just connectedness. And really at the end of the day, it really, your love is what motivates you, not your pain. But I think for you to get to that stage of love, you have to go through some stages of pain. Like I didn't really know what love was until I recognized that I could lose somebody, for example. Like, I don't think you really grasp what's important until you almost kind of experience what it is not to have it or, or, you know, or to Mm -hmm. be without or to experience an alternative. You know, when you get too much comfort and you're too um, insulated in your bubble, you don't really get connected to like what matters. And I think part of like getting passionate and getting driven and getting like that, that fire in your belly comes from being connected to what the alternatives are and that can be painful. Mm-hmm. So I think that like it does actually just come back down to love. I think you're right. I just think that you got it. it love doesn't come from nowhere. It comes from somewhere. And I think love comes from the sense that you understand what it is to be without. You understand what it is to say be lonely, what it is to not feel important or not good enough. You know, what it is to not have motivation yeah. to drive. Yeah, yeah. And so they're they're very related. They're 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 both sides of the same coin. But I think sometimes when we say love, people don't always get that, you know? So you kind of 
if you help if you help a person kind of understand, oh yeah, it does come down to love, but you have to follow the lineage, then you get it. I think it's kind of that choice. There is the pain, and then there's the choosing for the pain to in the direction of love, or choosing in the direction of suffering. Right. Right. And I think like what you're saying too is, you know, the, the choosing love is kind of choosing the way of the champion. It's choosing the person that's going for what they want, saying the pain only helps me get more to what I love. You know, um, I, I lost a very good friend of mine when I was like, you know, 21 years old and he just died in a car accident and he was just a few years older than me and it was tragic. And uh, it really taught me that, you know, I, I suffered for a little bit about his death um, but he also taught me that, man, like life can just go. So you got to live it while you can. And mm-hmm. in some ways I used his life and his death as a, as an opportunity for me to fully go for mine. And it became, you know, I championed it. I championed it and, and turned that experience into something that served me as opposed to something I sat around and, you know, suffered about. Okay. This is the last thing I want to say was that we call this way of the artist. And I think that our tenant is that being an artist is, is being your own one-of-a-kind creative being. And your way is your own way. And when we're talking about there is no black or white, like, clear answer to this, there really isn't. But you get to be the artist. And so when you're asking, like, why is this happening? You, that's a moment for you to be the artist and say, like, this is happening because it's giving me the opportunity to be better. It's giving me the opportunity to do this. It's giving me the opportunity to push this toxic person out of my life, blah, 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 whatever you want to tell. Or equally, you can say it's happening because I'm not good enough. The universe is out to get me and I'm just a piece of shit. You know what I mean? And you can do either. But I think if I leave you with that, you know what the right way to go is for you. And whatever that looks like and however you do it is entirely up to you. We don't know what your way will be. But I think that our tenant at the end of the day is you are the artist and it's up to you to paint the picture. Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.